You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door. You get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details. Welcome to the sidelines. It's your boy Alan C, the place to be. What it is, your boy Ryan Louise. How y'all doing this Monday? Feeling blessed, feeling good. Alright, alright. Welcome to Sideline Talk. Quarantine edition. Day number 655. 655. The end is near. I don't know. They canceling everything in the summer. <laughs> I can't less. The end is near. As long as you go outside, somebody can make their own concert. Hey, the end is near. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. The end is near. It's not, you know, got to be optimistic about this, man. Yeah. Every night, I pray that the vaccine is released or discovered, I should say. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What happened sooner than later? So I gotta see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking like Taywan back. I'm trying to find a light. Hold on. <laughs> you Ten-part documentary. It was over too soon. I needed more content. What chapter eleven and twelve? The the wizard years and the failed executive years. I could take that, but then also. Yeah, matter of fact, you just gave me an idea, cause nigga, I need to know why Kwame Brown was your number one pick. I need to. I need some answers. Uh, don't <laughs> I need don't some answers, bro. 
Where? Coming out? Where? You got to think about it, Al. Kwame, like, coming into that draft, you got to think who else was in that class with him. His, his speed, his size, his footwork, his shooting touch, his rim protection, everything's like, yo, he about to be a stud. I'm like, it just didn't work. But you got to think about it. Kwame might be a bust because he's number one pick. However, is it fair to call somebody who played 10 years in the league a bust? He's a very tall, very mobile bust, yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, they for, stank, thanks for Paul Gasol. We got my man's rings. Okay, underachiever, but he played 10 years. Is he more of a bust than Sebastian Telfair? See, that's a bust. I don't know how long Sebastian was in the league. I saw that. Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett is a bust. Anthony Bennett is a bust. Yes. That's not, that's not a That's a collision. That's a <laughs> fall apart, you know, practically like throughout the years. When you get an uh, all collision and total to your car, that's what yeah. it is. I'm saying, Kwame, Kwame got, you know, he played, what, 10 years and he had a couple games where he was like, yo, Kwame did that? And a couple seasons where he was like, I think he had a double double one year. Mm. Well, double minutes on the bench. Right. Well, you know. Double double splinters. Well, no, it wasn't double double. But whatever. Stop. I mean, but anyway, he was a Laker. He was a Laker. Right. That's why I said, thanks for getting me Pau Gasol and give my man two more rings. That's the best move he ever did on the court. It is. He helps you out. You can't trash him as much. Well, I feel like they they rushed it a little bit. I would like to see a little more in depth into like um a little more Scotty. Like you said last week, the the, the year when Mike was out, how they just they mentioned how the triangle was the best that it's ever been when Mike didn't what well, the ball was spread around with. Mm-hmm. Like instead of it being an isolation system at times. Within the triangle, it was like, all right, it's just equal opportunity. So that on top of, like, um, learning more about, like, role players. Just a little more in-depth on, like, why these role players fit. Like, look, you know what I mean? Just a I mean, we the X, the X's and O's of, of any sport. We, like, we go in more depth than any sport, I feel like, than any show. So I, I think we would enjoy the, the in-depth view. More than the, the typical fan would, especially if it's something about football. Like if you can give me the X's and the O's of why this player is successful, who had this assignment, I watch that all day, every day. Yeah. So, with basketball being that I've never played organized ball, I've only seen it played and mm. with my nephew and Chick Webb, Eddie, and Mount St. Joe, and a little bit of college. That's that's pretty much my experience with the axes and those of basketball. Well, yeah, football, yeah, I played football. I, I, I played football a couple of years before I had the Bears and before I took out the game. So I understand football. What you're trying to do and the strategy of football. But what yeah. my beef with first off, let me let me let me let me get the the praise out the way. I think it was. Very well done to keep you interested for 10 series. I don't think there's a team. Me personally could do a 10-part series of Showtime Lakers 
but I don't think anybody would do that. Um, I know a team. I know I know a time period that you can What's that? Just as exciting. Huh? What's that? Two thousand. Well, let me stretch it out. Ninety six to two thousand four. L. A. Lakers. That's ten part. Cause that's was that six years? That was only six years. Eight years. They were all the way back to Mike getting cut from the high school. <laughs> the break of the 98. That's comply with me. That's come fly with me. That came, that, that, that came out in 92. They put come fly with me in the Dream Team tape in part one and two to stretch out 10 parts. When you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it could have been done in, in five. But, again, with this quarantine, if to make it interesting for 10 parts, that's a hell of a documentary. I can't take that. Then, can't knock that. And then we can stretch it out and call it like the Laker years, but technically we can dip into Shaq when he left or dip into Kobe. You know, Kobe emerging. And I mean, yeah, we could do 96 to 2016 last game. <laughs> 60 points. But I think we got that with Kobe and Bruce. But. Why make a Spurs run? Because that's boring. Who's going? I'm not watching 30 minutes of Tim Duncan throw out the backboard. Yeah, I'm not doing that. That's boring for TV. <laughs> Nobody watched the Spurs series when they were winning, when it was live. Don't listen to that. The Spurs versus Nets and the Spurs versus the Pistons were the two worst finals as far as TV ratings. Al, Al sounds like the whole genre of niggas who hate Spurs because one, they was overseas and half white. Two, they had basketball IQs and niggas don't like getting beat by old heads. So that's what it sounds like to me. Oh, you pass three more times, fuck it. And then y'all get mad. I lose nobody dunking. No, it's good basketball. Don't get me wrong. It's good basketball. But there's a reason why your typical fan don't watch the WNBA even though it's good basketball. Y'all act like Ginobili wasn't giving niggas the Euro step, dunking on niggas with the left hands or crossing people up and shit like that. Like, he was, was, but it's not. It's not must-see TV unless we stuck like this. I'll watch it if we stuck in the house like this. If they release it tomorrow, I'll watch it. But the reason I say the Spurs won't be interesting because there's no behind-the-scenes drama to make the TV. There's some behind-the-scenes drama in every team. We just don't know because they well have kept. Uh, with that one, I don't think so. Duncan got to You can look at Tim Duncan and know there's something. Tim Duncan got to explain that in brace. What's the homie, uh, keep it real, I forgot his name. He played for the Spurs, played for the Warriors, he played Jackson. Yeah, you know it was some drama. Stat. Yeah, he played one day. So well, he, got, he won a ring and he, he, he pop shipped him out. <laughs> but that's not enough for TV, that's what I'm saying. It's enough for TV. It's not enough for Tim Park. It. It's probably an hour. I mean, I don't think the Houston Rockets was that interested and they got, what, hour for their two, two rings? So I think you could put that part in for like an hour. Golden State would be interesting. Golden State would definitely be interest, interesting. KD would be interesting. And I got a, I got another thing about KD too. A little bit later we could get to, and so we got time. All right, but go ahead. Go but, back to the, um, but the last dance again. The praise was it was a very good and entertaining ten part documentary. But the part where I'm like, come on, man. First. The 97 
quote unquote flu game, food poisoning game. Bruh. That sounds like the lie I would tell my mother of why we had a party and I got drunk when I was like 16. Like, that would be that story. If five people show up, deliver pizza, it's possible. But Mike, you the only one that eat the pizza with three niggas over there. Ain't nobody get a slice. Really? Really? He was the only nigga that was hungry. Really? Damn. Really? Damn. Nigga, it's two o'clock. You just got drunk and had alcohol poisoning. It wasn't food poisoning, bro. I'm sorry. To me, that's what happened. It's alcohol poisoning, not food poisoning. All right, so a nigga who drink all the day and smoke six, six cigars... Then, I think he kind of immune to alcohol and cigars by now. Nah, he got fucked up a little bit longer than he wanted to get fucked up. He probably had some dark and light mix. That's what probably fucked him up, but he ain't want to admit it the night before. I think, I think Al is, is telling the viewers and the listeners that um, he never had a fat boy moment. I had a piece of my mouth, but come on, 2 o'clock in the morning. That's crackhead Al. shit. Them niggas must have been getting high. That nigga was high, ha, 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 ha. If you want me to believe, it's three years in the, in the room, and you don't even want to eat. He high, he still had food poison. Either way, whatever it was, he won himself. And still bust that tail. Yeah, but the story behind it was, all right, all right, Mark. All right, Mark. You got drunk and didn't want nobody to know. All right, Mark, I got you. I got you. You bust niggas' ass on a hangover. Trust me, that ain't easy to do. You you superhuman. Yeah. We get it. We get it. Yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure if that was the case, that's even more. Um, that's feeding his, feeding his ego more if that was the case. Like, bro, I was so messed up that night. Especially, it's 20, what, almost 20 years later? 15, what is it? 20? Yeah. 22 almost, years? Right? Yeah. 98 to uh, 20 yeah, is 22 years. Like, that's bragging rights. Like, yo, I was told, uh, and I still get your damn name 40. Right. 44 minutes. Don't get me wrong, it was superhuman. It's one of my favorite Mike games. <laughs> but I still don't believe he was 100% honest with what happened. With the right, pizza and all of that. And it could be. Don't get me wrong. Because I remember stories of Magic and talking about when he went to Boston, they would turn the heat all the way up in some of the rooms or they would turn the uh, the cold air up in some of the rooms. Hopes that they were sick. Hopes that they would get sick or not get a, uh, you know, not get a full night's sleep. So I understand it's possible. But how they was telling it? Nah, I don't, I don't think... They leave something out. Something was left off for their imagination, and I don't know what it is yet. I don't care to figure it out. If it's something more serious, like alcohol and all, whatever it is, that's the biggest ego stroke in the world to stand the case why he's the greatest ever. So I hope Mike was high. He was high on cocaine and alcohol and weed all night long. It's still bust naked ass. (laughs) Right. Don't get me wrong. He, he, he's there without without the ego show. He's there already. Come about this story. I think Al was right. Something missing. You say five pizza dudes come up to your door. Nah, 
it was five somebody else's with pizza, a couple of snow bags, and something else. We had a party, we caught something, and it takes some antibiotics, and it's what it is, what it is. Is it the herpes game? No, herpes trying to go out like that, do it. Nah, his wife would have walked away with something a little bit more. <laughs> it was something heavy, but she, she'd have walked away with something a little bit more. The chlamydia game, baby? Trust me, if 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 we all know that hurt of Usher got something, then Jordan had a book long right with it right before it. So, I mean, it would have came. I'm going to call it the collapse game until I find out what it's. And then the the second part of after ninety eight and the notion that we would have won one more, we kept the band together. What when Phil already? Uh, not Phil. What's his name? Cross. I said Phil was gone, even if he went eighty two and zero. So you're not keeping the band together. Don't get me wrong, Kobe is my f- favorite, second favorite player. Never won without Phil. Mike is the greatest NBA player ever. Never won without Phil. So you're not keeping the band together. And you think Scottie Pippen is going to take one more year of taking, of getting his, his money? You think Steve Kerr is not going to just cash in to go to the Spurs to get more? You think Rodman, he only played 35 games after that. I think I, I I disagree. I think they all would have. I think it would have came back because I don't know. I don't know. Pip would have. Mike could have. Mike could have went straight to the owner. I used to say what he want. But Ronzo that's another thing. Like, I, but I think the owner said, like Ronzo said, I was considering. Like, look, and like, I think it's an article where um, he even talked to Mike and was told him, like, "Yo, it's a lockout about to happen. Stick with me. I'm gonna try to talk to Phil after the lockout." And then we could make this happen. That was another thing. Mike act like he never heard why they didn't keep the band together in the documentary. He looked shocked when he heard from Jerry Reinsdorf. Like, come on, bro. You might. You might. You are Chicago Bulls. They have no other MVP besides Derrick Rose now. They have no other rings. You are the Bulls. Go talk to Jerry. He's a black man. Oh, you took it. To the players like that, like, nah, 
And then on the, and on the other side, that's why Dr. Bus is so was well was so um appreciated and held in high regard because Dr. Bus had that relationship with his players. Well, he'd come to Magic and be like, "Yo, Irvin, this is what we doing. Kareem, this is what we doing." That family atmosphere. That's why everybody want to go to LA. You see what I mean? Like no one else was doing it that way, but Dr. Bus. So, Al, you're the owner of the Lakers, and the GM is threatening, uh, I want to say, uh, an AP. They, they, they just won seven rings, and they, and you know you got a, a strong team to contend for eight. Are you letting your GM run you out of an AP? No. If I'm the owner, no. That's the end of that conversation then. <laughs> the GM had a little bit more short man uh uh, concept and he thought he was the best thing out. Now, granted, he he made some moves, but that ain't your house. You ain't going in my refrigerator and telling me that I gotta go be vegan. Nigga, I want steak and I want this and I want orange juice. That's how I'm gonna carry my team. You gonna fall asleep. In in in, in that same vein, we can't look at Jerry Ronsdorf as the good side of it because we, he the owner. I'm not looking at him as the good side. I'm blaming Jerry Ryan's off more than I'm Jerry Krause, the owner. It's your team. Yeah, both of them, yeah. Both of them, it's, it's equal. So. Like, I don't think... And I know Basadi let, let Eric, and he let Ozzy, but they do. That's the that's the great thing about the Ravens. Whatever your job is, they let you do what you do. They don't cross over. But I'm damned if Ozzy Newsom would have ran Ray Lewis out of town and... Basadi wouldn't say anything about it. I don't think that's right. I don't think that is. We get different over here than what they did or what the Cleveland Browns been doing the past well, two years. So, guys, you're black man. He ain't, gonna try, he ain't trying to get those niggas out there out of this job. Well, Eric, I don't think Eric would have the power for like, oh, no, we're not going to sign them all, whether we go 16 and 0 or not. Shit, Basadi uh, stepping in. Like, no, nigga. That's the right. quarterback. <laughs> He gonna They get another one. I think 2000 fucks them up, though. And that, that's that's selfish of me, but I think 2000 get them. That's <laughs> fine. Especially if Phil is, is the coach of 2000, they get them. Easy. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. But I think 99 would have been, been the end. If they came back and said one more, they go seven. Mm-hmm. To do something that, like a four peat was never, never been done. Right. Right. Since Celtics, but yeah. Or right, since the Celtics, I think Celtics went four straight. It went to three straight, then the break. No, it was it was four something somewhere around there. I'm gonna look it up for real. Keep talking. But I think like since the Knicks to the finals that year against the Spurs, the Spurs, and the Spurs beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they went from 59 to 66. So whatever that is. Seven? 
looking at it like, on one hand, I think the Lake, uh, the Bulls would win, but having two dominant guys on the inside, and one being but both of them at the time was super athletic right. for the time period and Tim Duncan and Dave Robson. I don't know if Mike you know would have got that. That'd have been tough. I'm looking at who's sticking who's guarding Mike at that point. That's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at who's guarding Mike at that point. Because I don't think Sean Elliott can hold him. You don't have Ginobili yet. You don't have Tony Parker yet. strategy and David Robinson could keep up with scoring. I mean he did hit seventy one. And then you got Tim Duncan who was unguardable. And Carl Malone got off in ninety eight. Like he he had been unguardable since day one. That was his rookie year, right? Third second to third year. He came in ninety seven. He came in the year right after Kobe. Oh right, 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 right. He's unguardable. Like, Dennis Rodman wasn't doing a little date with, with uh, Tim Duncan. He could try every trick in the book. Nah, cuz. <laughs> not his focus, nah. Not. Because Carl Malone was getting off in 98. Carl Malone had a bunch, a couple of 30 point games in the finals. But no, nah, I, I don't think, I don't think Mike and them do it. Like, I actually think the Spurs might get him. Just because of the, the two bigs. That's tough. I mean, it is tough when you got Longley and, uh, Longley and Rodman, or I think Longley retired after 98. Or maybe he played one more year. You got Bill Wennington. They not, they not messing with, with David or Tim. Who's that take? Barbecue oh, chicken. chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Al, you said it was a list going around. ESPN, I think the ESPN list you talking about. Yeah. Who's the top 100 players in NBA history? Yeah, top 100 players in NBA history, ESPN. You want to discuss the top 10? Yeah. All right. I'm going to try to do this without cursing. I'm going to try not to curse these niggas out with this one. I'm trying to get the list off memory, but I see you pulling up, so I'll, let, I'll wait. All right. So, should I start at 1 or should I start at 10? Start at 10. Number 10. The big Aristotle. Shaquille Shaquille O'Neal. Number 9. Black Mamba. Kobe Bryant. Number 8. Big Fundamentals. Tim Duncan. Number 7. Larry Legend. Larry Bird. Number six, Walter Stilt Chamberlain. Five, Irvin Magic. Four, Bill Russell. I don't got no nicknames for you. Three was Cap, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Two was Braun. 
And one, of course, is MJ. So what's your beef, Al? Because you already smile. Let's get it, get it out the way. I don't want you having a heart attack keeping all that information there. Number nine, though. Number nine. Nine. Where would you Where would you want him at to be like, okay? He's top five. He's top five. So five or four, you will replace him. Top five. Okay. I don't care which order it's in, but if your five is not Mike, Braun, Kobe, Kareem, and Magic, something's off. Something's off. Something was off. Those five need to be in there. And you have five. To me, that's how I look at it. Every list of that five ain't in that some type of order. It's off. It's it's incomplete. The basketball, you know, Google, what do you say about the nine spot for Kobe Bryant? Well, you know, for me, that's, I always laugh at these lists because wherever you put Kobe Bryant, it don't make sense because you would rate him at nine, some would say seven, like six, anywhere after five, that's why I, I usually see Kobe Bryant rank, right? Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, they, well, I'm sorry, on the same list, they would have Michael Jordan one. And then they would turn around the same breath and say the only player to uh, to be Michael Jordan on the court, like to be that, that replica of Michael Jordan on the court, is Kobe Bryant. So how is he not right behind Mike? So that's why it always killed argue for me. Like, it's always, who's the greatest player ever? Kobe Jordan, Michael Bryant. They number one. So, like, that, I always laugh at that. My thing is, who's not in the top ten? Who would that be? Why Why is it Akeem Olajuwon in the top ten? That's one I- Maybe it's just me, but I got Kareem. I'm sorry, Hakeem over Duncan for me personally. I did. I'm sorry. So Duncan wasn't in the top ten either, right? Yeah, he was. He was eight. Oh hell no! <laughs> no, no, I ain't mean say like that. Not like that, because I'm a fan of Tim Duncan. But I would put Hakeem Olajuwon over Tim. And like to to be honest, he wasn't even top fifty in that list. Who? Large one. I ain't saying nothing. Hold on. You lying, John? Stop lying. You overlooking lying. something? Cause I ain't, I ain't follow it. I ain't follow it at all. Stop lying, yo. Okay, I'm about to go over it, and no. You overlooking him somewhere? He gotta be in that top twenty. No, he definitely wasn't in that top twenty. You know what said, Elijah Wong. Right, Hakeem. Yeah. Elijah Wong. Yeah. <laughs> Hakeem Elijah Wong, that one. Not top 20? Is KG top 20? He's probably, uh, he, they don't have the whole list on here. But it's not, it's not memorable names on here, though. Hold on. All right. All right, whatever. To be totally honest, right? Hold on. 
How the fuck? Steve Nash over AI. All right, cool. John Stockton over AI. Giannis at 27 already. That's what I said. Where, where large one at? He should be 11 or... Oh, he joking. Pippen is 21. Pippen is at 21. Al, wait a minute, Al. You said large one now. He right. Large one on the list? What they not going to do? Hold on. Y'all overlooking something. Do you have the whole list or are you looking on the... Um... He's 12. He's 12. Y'all gonna give me a heart attack. <laughs> okay. Alright. I saw Pippen at 21. I'm like, hold up. I know what got in hell well for keeping this top top 20. <laughs> but but to me, like the, the top 10 list, I ain't really overall I ain't really got no beef with it. Um I guess they basing it off of rings and I don't know. Maybe it's all based off rings and accolades. Carmelo, because if that's the case, like you know, Kobe could be higher than Bird. But then you know, he, well, whatever. I got a beef with the list. In my personal list, Will Chamberlain wouldn't be on it. Bill Russell wouldn't be on it. I mean, that's I, fair. You never seen him. Well, technically. I've seen them. Like, thank God for ESPN. And right. YouTube and you never watched. I don't know. Like, never I mind. I watched the whole game. I used to watch whole games of them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Go ahead. I'll tell you. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but my thing is, it's like, they were so much bigger than their talent around them. And the league wasn't as big. Not to say they couldn't be good, you know, in this era. But a six eight a six nine power forward getting what twenty thirty rebounds a game and Bill Russell and running the floor. Bill Russell Bill Russell played in like he played in that running gun type of he played that running gun type of basketball how we do now. At six nine, two hundred pounds. Like and the guys he guard are six three. Young athletic. The thing I can see him doing it against against the LeBrons and even the players the the forwards in the nineties. I could I couldn't see it. To be totally honest, I can't see it. The thing for me that kind of shifts where I put Bill Russell and, and Will Chamberlain is they played in the same era and and I will never forget in one interview Bill Russell was saying it was considered bad defense because he would leave his feet to jump. So that means nobody is contesting shots if all you can do is to put a hand up. No, no, no. No, he didn't jump as high. Remember Bill Russell used to he used to like get like like a little slight jump and slap the ball in the air and then grab it. Like he wasn't swatting nobody's shots. Like let me just like basically playing volleyball. That right, but he was saying that against his team when he first came in the league. It was he was considered a bad defender because he would leave his feet playing defense. Where in his day people was just putting their hand up. So if you just like imagine playing Kobe or LeBron and the only thing you're doing is putting a hand up. That's sixty. That's an easy sixty. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. 
Might be 81. Right. <laughs> you know, I can't jump with him. I can't put a hand in his face to contend. Easy. It's easy money. I think that was. Steph Curry is one spot over Kevin Durant. No, no, no takers. No, no, that's that's your conversation right there. You can't do it. That's what I'm saying. They gotta, they gotta be basing it off rings. You're not gonna bait me on that. Because like, if it's just pure talent, if we just if we do a list of the greatest basketball players ever and, like, take the rings away, take the team accomplishments away, just do individual awards and pure ability, Kevin Durant would be top five. Might be, Kevin Durant might be number one. I'm going to have no issues with that. Like, <laughs> like in, in 6'11", handle, speed. Nobody matches up. None. None. Handle, and speed, can shoot, can dunk, mid-range, three-point. No one matches up with his actual talent. No one matches None. up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to, to KD. Are you, breaking, are you breaking something with your other left hand or something? No, I'm, I don't like him. I don't like his person. Stay right here. I don't like his person. I don't like how he responds to every little small little tick. I don't like that. I don't think that's becoming of a multimillionaire. I don't I just me personally, I don't think that's becoming of a multimillionaire. But on the court, come on. There's nobody that could that is close to Kevin Durant besides LeBron on the court. That's the only person better than Kevin Durant on the court to me. Like right now, it's the only person. Mm. Get back on that court with that black and white. Somebody gonna say something different. Well, you, you know how it go with me and Kevin Durant. It's one day I seen LeBron the best ever in the league, and then the next day Kevin Durant. And today it's Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, that's the only two. That's the only two variables it is. It's Kevin Durant or LeBron. Which one do you do you want in the league right now? Like, and it's close. It's comparable. Neither answer is wrong. And to be totally fair, the only reason why it's only them two is because Anthony Davis ain't faster. That's true. If he was quicker, it'd be Anthony Davis. Period. That true. That too. <laughs> and he just don't. Well, you said take away the individual. You said take away the team award. So yeah, Anthony Davis would be up there. In that category too. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he six eleven with a jumper, he can hit the knock down. He can back down. He can hit a mid range. He can handle. Right. He get boards. Yeah. He's talented. And, and, he, and he, 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 the only man in history that guards both players on the pick and roll. Yeah. <laughs> you pick and roll, and he, uh, neither one of y'all going nowhere. Right. <laughs> Look at this freak, yo, that's crazy. All right, uh, the all the in, uh, what's it, pro football focus, all decade team that was that came out recently. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm trying. Hey John, I might mess you up with this one. I, I think I'm gonna mess a lot of our viewers up with this.
Because mm-hmm. a lot of our um, listeners and supporters, um, followers on all our platforms at the Sideline Talk, hashtag Sideline Talk, all of them, a lot of them quotes or post something from Pro Football Focus often. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's to, to go against the argument, sometimes it's in, in favor of the argument. Mm-hmm. However, I've noticed that the same ones who do that are all on one accord because they hate Chris Collinsworth. Hmm. But did you know Chris Collinsworth is the owner of Pro Football Focus? I think he's annoying. I don't think anybody really hates him. <laughs> he's mad. So they like, oh. So at the end of the day. Can't get away from Collinsworth. Can't yeah, I just think he's annoying. I don't think he's—he's he's not a bad guy at all. Nah, nah. I think I think he's pretty dope. The don't even. Question: uh, Is there a lot of beef going on? Well, not beef, but a lot of arguments saying that uh, Russell Wilson deserved a vote in one of the years that he has to be an MVP. Oh yeah, yeah. Not last year. Not last year, but. Sure, he can vote somewhere, but not this past season. I don't think there's... I don't think... My, my question is, real quick, did he ever deserve an MVP? MVP voting in the years that he played his football? Yes. Okay, what year was that? The year where he led the team in rushing yards and passing yards. And he, and he had a winning record. I don't think I've ever looked at Russell Wilson and said that is the best player in the league. He's changing everything. I don't think I've ever looked at Russell Wilson like that. So, to me, I don't think he's an MVP vote. I have. But still, that don't mean, that doesn't, in that breath, that don't mean he don't deserve a vote. Like, if I had one vote for MVP last year was Lamar, the year before with Pat Mahomes. I'm trying to think before then. I think, was that the uh, Carson Wentz get hurt year? Because it was Carson Wentz that year. Um, but my thing is that with your last statement, how, how saying you never look at Russell Wilson and say he's the best player in the league, and that doesn't deserve a vote. No, I say he, I don't never look at him and thought that this guy is the reason that this team is one of the best teams in the league. I've never looked at that. Okay, all right, that's, all right, that's changing the argument. All right, cool, cool. No, I'm not, I'm not, I, I mean, I really don't think he's the best quarterback in the league. I think he's top five, but he's not the best quarterback in the league. I don't think you can argue that point at all anyway. No, I've always, I've always been a, a fan of Russell Wilson. Um, always thought he was uh, taken for granted. He has been, I can, I can admit Today. He's only a game manager. He's not this. He's not that. And every single year, he just gets better. Some years, his weapons, his weaponry got worse. His defense got worse. Thank you. He still put up numbers. Right. And still was the reason his team was winning games or was in games. So I'm like, kid, kid is a beast, absolute beast. My thing, one thing that I notice about Russell Wilson is everybody works with Russell Wilson. No matter what you put there in Seattle, it works with Russell Wilson. 
Will Disley works with Russell Wilson. I don't think Will Disley is a tight a tight end anywhere in the league. I think um, DK Metcalf, if he had to go to a system like New England, where it had to be straight structure, and I don't think it works. But with, with Russell and that free flowing system, and yo, just just get open. I find you that works for him there because he's not a strong route runner. Golden Tate, I mean, Doug Baldwin was, to me, one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Like, everybody works with Russ. That's one thing you can't take away from him. What's good, man? My man, Russ. But I don't think he was MVP. I don't think I would have voted for him if I had one vote for MVP. I'm trying to think of a year, maybe the Cam year. But I don't think anybody was ever arguing for him to be MVP. I think it was... Really between Carson and and Cam. Yeah. Yeah. What year was that? What year was Cam? I thought Cam was like a little fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mm two thousand fifteen, they went ten and six. He threw for four thousand yards, thirty four touchdowns, eight picks, and he rushed for five hundred yards. I showed you. I. What was that? I think any year, 15, 16, 17, 18, you could have got one vote. 18 was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, correct? Huh? 18 was the year Patrick Mahomes won it, right? Yeah. No, I'm not voting for, I'm not voting for Russ over Pat over that, on that. That's fine, but he wasn't unanimous. And the argument, argument could have been... Um, Pat Mahomes got a plethora of weapons at his disposal. Whereas Russell last year had who? I don't even know. I don't even know. I think he had Doug Baldwin, but Baldwin was hurt. Baldwin retired that year, right? He had Tyler Lockett. That's it. And he had, like, I think C.J. Procise and running back. Not Procise. They had Penny and Procise, I thought. He had all them niggas. I think it was Penny and Carson. Carson, you're right. Penny and Carson. Yeah. But still, either, either way, you could, you could argue the weaponry that he had compared to um, Mahomes. I mean, you could. And I feel like you could always do that with, with, with Russell Wilson. And if that's the reason that he should get an MVP vote, then I can't knock that. But do I think he was an MVP and the reason that Seattle did whatever they did? I don't even know if they, I don't know what their record was. I don't know what their record was, but it wasn't anything with what Mahomes was doing with Kansas City. They was He was the reason for that. Yeah, but what was cost? What was Mahomes? He was what thirteen. Something like that, 13, 3, 14, 2, somewhere around there. Yeah. I'm just saying, the boy could have got one vote. I could have got one vote. Well, he got two votes last year when against Lamar, because Lamar wasn't unanimous. No, Lamar was unanimous. Lamar is the only unanimous MVP. I'm sorry, the first since uh, Brady. Since Brady. I think Brady got that in the 16 0 year. Yeah, Lamar is the first since Tom Brady to be unanimous. 
Now, like in the like during the season, the arguments was like uh, Cook, McCaffrey, Russell Wilson was the front runner, Lamar. Like, that was the mix. But then as that thing kept going, it was just like yeah, if you got on the ten, what if they got on the ten? Uh... Let me, Ten game winning streak. All right, it's the month. <laughs> yeah, it's let me let me ask you let me ask you this continuation question. Um, do you think there was ever a receiver that should have been nominated or be like highly praising MVP voting? Just there hasn't been one. Plenty. You had the Julio mm-hmm. year when he almost hit uh broke Calvin Johnson's record. I mean Calvin Johnson year. <laughs> Calvin almost had what two thousand. Yeah, like twenty three hundred, right? 19. Yeah, 1900? Anybody hit 2000? Hell, hell. That's video game stuff. Alright. That's video game stuff. That nigga had 2300. That's video game. That's video game. That's who the. Yeah, I think Jerry Rice the year that Rich Gannon won it was overlooked. Rich Gannon won it like 2001, I think, 2002. Jerry and Timmy was getting it. Jerry and Rice was still, they went to the Super Bowl that year. Jerry Rice was still good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a whole nother uh, conspiracy theory for another day. Because you know John Green coached them that year before. Yeah. <laughs> I still think he had inside soldiers that uh, that threw the game. Tim Brown said the same thing. Oh, man. Because they ain't do nothing that they normally do. What uh, stood out to you on the all-decade team? Was anybody snubbed? Um. If I go back and look at that list. I'm trying to look at it now. I, I can't see... Like, remember how we thought about like having the, the squinch? Like, could you see Suggs in it? I could. Mm-hmm. Just by going back over and looking at it, it wasn't it wasn't more of a squinch. It was like, oh no, he'd have a case of being in that uh, decade team instead of just having to be forced of Khalil Mack. See, I'm looking at the the one on one. Right, the all decade one oh one. You picked a hundred players. And I like Chris Harris Jr. Don't get me wrong, I like Chris Harris Jr. But he's ahead of Antonio Brown. He's ahead of Calvin Johnson. He's ahead of Khalil Mack. Oh, you're talking about oh, as far as the ranking Yeah. He's ahead of Jason Peters. Oh. Yeah. I think he had Chris Harris a little bit too high. Um, Who got LSU got look at how many touchdowns he gave up. Very little. 
two touchdowns in his career. Hmm. I like Chris Harris, but Antonio Brown scored a lot of touchdowns in his career. So did Calvin Johnson, even though Calvin Johnson retired, I don't know how long ago. Um, they have Richard Sherman rate the fourth best player in the decade. I'm a rich fan, so I'm not going to comment on it. But you only got Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Aaron Donald higher. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who was fifth? Richard Sherman. Five was uh, Gronkowski. Six was Aaron. I believe it happened, but I don't believe it's for some type of bounty. I believe he just paid the fine for him because James Harrison got picked on. Not saying that it wasn't rightfully deserved, but he got picked on a lot by the league when they were doing his fines. And then I don't even think they was coming up with like real numbers. It was like real arbitrary. I don't think they had like a list or a scale yet for what they find in these players. I will have. I think. I think he just took the fine. Say good job, my guy. 
I mean, not a good job, but you know. I believe James Harrison because he always keeps it real. He always says what he has in his mind, whether it's positive or negative, or whatever. And they try to take it out of content, but he straightened it up afterwards. No, yeah, I just think he. Yeah, I just think they paid the fine for him. Um, I don't know why Rooney family would deny that though. I mean, I guess that is some type of. Right, right, because they're looking at it as if if it's like uh, they was the first bounty gate. Well, it's, it's the blackout in the league. I remember when Grant Williams thing came out, and then like they believe the media and all of us saying how this happens on every team and all this and that. They just try to keep the, the the face of the organization clean. In that respect, I, mean, I get it. I mean, technically, it would be a bounty if you're gonna pay that. If you're gonna pay that type of money, it technically would because he ain't get paid, he ain't losing anything for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think they said they had a bounty gate out with the Ravens with Ray Lewis at one point in time. If uh, that hit, he he delivered to Mendenhall. And your career ain't been the same since. What? what? How you hit a nigga in his shoulder and his arm dislocate, but. <laughs> I mean, he was just running his mouth talking about this and that in the robbery game. Mm-hmm. Oh, hit that nigga in his chest and his shoulder dislocated. Like, damn. <laughs> Thank you. You moving. <laughs> mm. All right, so this week, uh, tomorrow, in fact, some uh, NFL organizations uh, open up the facilities for, uh, I think it's up to 75 like workers, and the only players that could be in the facility are those rehabbing an injury. Mm-hmm. This is the first phase of getting things back to normal. If this goes over well, um, the plan is to possibly bring in, start bringing in, um, Coaches in the, in the very near future, if this first phase go through without any um, any COVID cases, and I think the, I think each facility is supposed to have um, a specialist on staff for that. But I'm just thinking. Well, seems like we try we're getting closer and closer to the football season. Um. The Ravens aren't opening up right away. I think I seen um, something saying that a few minutes ago. We're getting closer. How do y'all think um, the benefit? What's the benefit of having the uh, this virtual training camp, if you will? I mean, you still in your playbook. Um... You can test what they're learning in that playbook. Just, you know, asking them questions. What you doing? Certain routes. Or if you're the X, if you're the Y. Um, be lined up against whatever, what coverage you're running. Like, you can still ask. It's pretty much class. It's a classroom training. And it gets the rookies up to speed. Because I think we'll be in rookie minicamp, if I'm not mistaken, around this time. Yeah. Like two, three days, 
Actually, we'll be coming up, like, we'll be near the end of rookie minicamp. This might be, no, this might be, this minicamp. Yeah. This will be minicamp. It'll be like voluntary, the players come back for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and they'll get a break at Memorial Day, and then like training camp usually like the first or second week of June. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, July. It's after, it's after uh, yeah, training camp is in July. So it'll be like the end of minicamp coming up. Yeah, so I mean, it gets them. It gets them, you know, class, classroom, and learning the playbook. But it doesn't do anything as far as injury prevention, getting them in the uh, facility, taking hits, all of that. I think this is only good for the verbiage to learn the playbook. To know where you're supposed to be at in a certain scenario. Just to get down the place. That's all you can really do. I mean, you stay in shape and, and, and learn the place. I mean, other than that, you ain't going to be really in real football, see? But that's all the best you can do is learn on the verbiage and playbook. I think it's excellent. Because the biggest adjustment... Um, is between the ears. Mm-hmm. How often do, like in the past, have we we've heard Coach Harbaugh or um, Coach Andy Reid or um, Belichick mention how they wish they can get a hold of the rookie sooner and teach them. So now it's like, all right, you can really digest and break down the mental side of the game. Physically, adjusting to the speed, if you're you're at, that, that'll take a few weeks. Like, that'll take a few practices for you to adjust to the speed. But just, the, the, the faster you play is when you know what you're doing. Right. So, if you know this playbook inside and out, you can adjust quicker physically. So I think when the NFL gets back, um, the games are going to be just as com- competitive across the board. The team that might have the, the most success is the ones who don't have to, um, you know, build camaraderie with uh, multiple uh, players. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. What do you think about the uh, NBA aspect of things? I think they got a call tonight where they're supposed to be on and starting to open up from certain places. L.A. Yeah, is one of them. Been open already. Mm-hmm. The Lakers, I think, opened up yesterday. Okay. The Lakers opened yesterday. A couple places opened up already. Um, to be honest, I, I, I think this is the most revolutionary thing for the the uh, NBA because it it pushes them it kind of forces them to do to bring an idea to life to start the season later and not be so um, drawn out if you will you know what I mean like instead of starting in October and ending in June and then having the draft then well in June and free agency in July 
and then you right back at it again in October. It's like, all right, let's start after December, like December 25th or whatever, and then do it that way. It's shorten it up and make it a little more exciting. I think this is this is kind of cool. Yeah. How many games? Got like what, 60? No, you still keep 82, but... You still keep 82. You don't have to finish in June. Like, what? what is the rush to finish in June for? Right. For NBA. You got at least until August for people really start getting back to football. So, why is it in June? Take it up to July. Late July, you crown the champion. August football starts. And then you don't have to contend with football... For half of your season, you only got to contend with it for two months of your season. Right, you dominating the ratings. Right. Nobody watch baseball anyway. Yeah, baseball is not going to take over. And then all the primetime TV is pretty much over with in some anyway. Right. That you got to deal with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's, a, it's a big money move. I think the NBA is going to finish this season. In certain markets, I mean... There is no football team in Sacramento. There's no good basketball or football team in, in Cleveland. So, these teams are finished in December. They got basketball to watch now. What I do now? That is, that is so ridiculous, man. What I do now? You've been, you've been disrespectful, man. How? I'm not sleeping. Cleveland is a... Man. No, Cleveland is going to be what people thought they were going to be last year, this year, maybe. He will get, see, see this, maybe. He will get boxed in his head sleeping on Cleveland. No, sir. Right, because Ohio That's State. Right there, man. They keep putting out first rounders. Ohio State keep putting out first rounders. You better listen to her. I'm not worried about I'm not worried about it. We always lose to them their first game, seems like, right now. The first game we play Cleveland, we, we lose. Okay, cool. Well, that, we had the wrong personnel that time. Last year, the first time we played Cleveland, we lost. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We had the wrong personnel. The year before that, I'm talking about, though. The first year time we played Cleveland, we lost. We had the wrong personnel. <laughs> the nigga couldn't catch in the end zone. <laughs> yo, yo, Mike Crazy dropped the touchdown. <laughs> Mike ain't dropped nothing all game. He dropped that. Hit him dead in his hands. Like, what? Look at Kessler slam from Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he was catching everything in the net. Like, crap, you dropped that helmet. Like, you know, <laughs> crazy. Oh, that was crazy. The fix was in. <laughs> no disrespect to Cleveland, but it's certain teams that don't have a market for. Because your college football will be over. Your NFL team, if it's bad, is over. NBA is wide open. Right. Just, just run your lane. Why are you competing so early with the NFL and you're losing these months? You're losing revenue these months. Real quick, before I forget, since we kind of sort of talking about the NBA. Oh, no, we are talking about the NBA. Kevin Durant addressed Bob Myers. And for the first time in a Kevin Durant out, outburst, I agree with him. What are you talking about? What, what's that? What do you say? Um, Bob Myers has said in 2018 
the Warriors weren't happy because they were expected to win that title. And KD was like, we won a title. Whether you expect it to win it or not, it's still gratifying to win a title. And I agree with him. It's more pressure on you if you expect it to win. You go through your whole season. Yeah, to win. Like, you go through the whole season with that expectation. And then if you were to lose, that that's when you're not happy. <laughs> Okay, you said the, the team wasn't happy. Yeah, Bob Ma said the team was not happy. The second time with in 2018, it felt like, well, we just did what we were supposed to do and great job. Bob Ma said last time the Warriors won the title. It was joy. I'm sure a lot of people felt differently. It wasn't anybody's fault. I think they just a weight to everything. So I'm sure the Bulls felt that weight of everything, weight of relationships. And Durant said, um, he put an Instagram post with 2018 team saying, players look shit and it's picked up. <laughs> All right. I think Bob Myers is stupid. This came out really like, like last two days. Yeah, this happened yesterday. Right. May 18th, so today. This morning. Smoke podcast, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 uh, your cupcake, your cupcake, uh, what's the, 
return for Kevin Durant. Cupcake Durant. Standing time three. <laughs> With two hundred degrees, you're like, yeah, cupcake, like I thought. <laughs> mm. You're a hell of a ball player, though. You're a hell of a ball player. <laughs> Did y'all watch the uh, the documentary on Peter Pan? Yes, no. Where was this? Great, doc- great documentary. Say it again. So where was this, or on what? Showtime. It came on Friday night. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. Pete Tony um, is the birthplace to a ton of NBA talent mm. throughout best, you know, throughout the years. And then, like, in recent years, you got Quinn Cook, you got Victor Oladipo, you got KD, you got Jared Jack, you got Michael Beasley, you got Jeff Green, mm-hmm. you got Mark Fultz, mm-hmm. you got uh, Quinn Cook, you got the Grant Brothers, you got, like, it's it's a bunch. Melissa Coleman, who went to Monday, she played in WNBA and all that. Mm-hmm. They got a ton of talent. The documentary was so great. Okay. Two things. Well, one, blasphemy, I thought, when it kicked off, and uh, Jeremy Grant say, if I had to describe PG County, it's in the heart of Merlin. Blasphemy. Disrespectful, some of them. Ain't a heart. That's the only city they, we ain't even the capital, that's the only city they, they highlight. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Lawson. Super, super deep. But I thought that this difference between PG County and Baltimore was shown in this documentary. Hmm. Because PG County is one of the richest counties in the world, in America. Right. And the resources that they have, the amount of rec centers and community centers that they talked about kept them off the street. How they had that community center. That's spoke so much about to why they excelled. And we got so much stories here where guys didn't really excel. That running shoot said it all. You had crazy. Because you wanted as a kid growing be older. You had barbershops. You had that was like a black mentality mindset to go into that that system. To have everything that you needed in one place as a as a power center, like, oh yeah, we going there at the school at you later. Like, come on now. That was a that was that's something huge. And then have all school and college wet in that one spot. Come on, man. Crazy. You had a barbershop in there. You had, what do you say, like eight different basketball courts, so you ain't had to wait on who's next. Mm-hmm. Like, it kept you out of the community. It was open all hours. Like, yo, mm-hmm. that was so, that was beautiful. Right. And I'm thinking about here, and it's like, rec centers ain't open like that. Like, we just get mm-hmm. rec centers back. 
Like how how Al you you know like how many times like you we we talk like hold up back in the nineties man you should go to Chick Webb right Chick Webb you had Hal at Gun Village right Yeah yeah Gun Village like yo you had a well Gun Village I'm sorry yeah Gun Village a bunch of like different wrecks that was open from time to time that you can you know be safe at they they had it consistently they still have it yeah. Yeah. Kurt, the Kurt Lee classic, I think. I forgot what that was. Hey, I remember that. It's a move a lot. Yeah. It's still East Baltimore, but that's still. Yeah, it, it's not that many. Like I don't even think Power Center is open no more. I like. That. I thought. I thought the documentary was was really it was done pretty good. It seemed rushed to a degree. Yeah, I was expecting more. Yeah, like, it's like they call us. How? Y'all could give me a little more back. I got more back. I thought it was a little rushed, but it was a good guy. I felt like it was more story with the, uh, the coach that got locked up. Yeah, yo, I knew about um, what's his what's my homie what's his name? I knew about it. Um, I feel like what I used to watch because as soon as they brought DC Assault, I'm watching it with my wife and I'm like, oh man, they brought back memories. And she was like, what? Why? Why they ain't showing my? Oh, he got locked up. Like keep watching. Oh <laughs> 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 well, my man, my man doing a bed bed. Keep watching. Mm. You know I get. Yeah, that cocaine cowboy. Damn. Yeah. It's interesting how he kept it away from the kids. It's like that show you that show you the human how 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 um what's the word different we are as humans for lack of better words. Like well, one day on one hand we the great inspirational father figure and positive influence that kids need, and on the flip side. We could be trying to be the biggest kingpin in the world. Yeah. That's duality. You can tell when he, when he was when he was talking on the phone and he reflect, he was like, I was fighting two devils and trying to live this life and live another life. And I'm preaching to the kids of what not to do, but I'm over here doing the thing. He was like, you got money hungry and you love the little lamb like being in the club and but still trying to keep the kid off the street. You can't live one halfway. You gotta live all the way. Yep. Mm, I gotta hack this up. Yeah, it's, it's a good documentary, but it's just short. It's just need more. Yeah. Cause I remember that whole DC assault. Um, that whole doc. Oh <laughs> man, got locked up. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching the last dance, last ride, last yeah. Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah. I still ain't watched that. It's the second part. Two episodes. I just I go on night uh fire stick right up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime my man get out, pull him right back in the game. <laughs> yeah. That's a good that's another good doc that's out right now. Mm. But they was talking about the the uh him leaving his coat and gloves and hat. 
Two times almost teared up as an adult. Michael Jackson undertake the retiring. <laughs> No book character to kiss his wife. I was like, ah, shit, my man done. <laughs> done, done. <laughs> but, you know, on that documentary, Al, it kind of answered the question for me as to why the streak was broken. When he said he don't know when he was concussed, mm-hmm. but he don't. Re- he said only thing he remembers is 3 o'clock that afternoon. Right. <laughs> And him and Brock fought, and it had to be like eight, it had to be like nine o'clock, ten o'clock when they fought. So that telling me, like, hold up, maybe he wasn't supposed to lose. <laughs> they always were like, yo, why, why, why Brock break the streak? You know what I mean? Right. And then, and then you come back, and then you lose the Roman to like, what the hell? Like, yo, what we doing? Like, it, it, it didn't make sense. But like, hold up, I was right. like, yo, it messed me up. Yeah. Like, I get the Roman. I guess Roman, he trying to pass the torch. Yeah, Roman was, that was supposed to be his retirement match. Yeah, passing the torch. And it just didn't. so bad. Right. Yeah. He performed so bad. I gotta come back. Yeah. It's, from what y'all telling me, it's, I'm gonna watch it, but like, I would have rather had that Triple H be his last. Because I remember coming, I was watching that, and how crazy it was, like, Triple H did everything he could do to try to win that fight, couldn't, and then, and then finally lost. Oh, also more recently, not too long ago. Yeah, it's, it's before, he lost, before he lost that fight. Because I came over your house and watched that one when Undertaker lost that one, too. All right, all right. So, the first one with Triple H and Undertaker in Atlanta, that one, like, seared it for me. Like, yo, Taker's still doing this after all this, you're the greatest. And then the second one in the cage with Hunter and uh, Shawn Michaels as the referee, that was been the last one for all three of them. Just the last uh, retirement match for all three of them. You see him talking about it like throughout, like, man, I retired five times. I'm sorry. Right. They called my man back in. <laughs> right. Yo, y'all, you ever saw um, What was it? It was some meme somebody posted in the group about a month or so ago. It was like, which one got old? Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, and Sean. I was upset and confused how so many people said Taker, he don't, like, he's overrated, he don't mean nothing. I'm like... When the hell did you start watching wrestling? Like, there's no way. There's like I said, no ever, whenever WWE need a presentation and the show out, they know exactly what to get the knock on. <laughs> they know exactly what dead man to go get. Like, come on. In my mind, I'm like, I'm taking Triple H out in a heartbeat. Bye. Yeah, Triple H go. And I like Triple H. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. Yeah, bye. <laughs> like, you look at the list. It's like the two greatest, well... To me, the greatest wrestler and the two greatest superstars in WWE is Sean and Taker. Mm. Like, Sean That's is fair. the best wrestler ever, to me. That's fair. I, I like, like Sean. I think Bret Hart. Got, I'm a Bret Hart fan, so I think Bret Hart is a little bit better than Sean. Especially technically. <laughs> I understand you can't go wrong with that. I'm like, no. Get out of here. 
Yeah, Tank has well, been doing it. I was just talking this to my my niece who's nineteen now, and I'm like, yo, I was one to take her as a kid, like nine, ten years old, and he was my favorite wrestler. You're nineteen and born sixteen years after me, and he's your favorite wrestler. It's like longevity, yo. Right, son. <laughs> I remember taking debut. I was what seven. In 96 or 7? Yeah. I remember him on Brother Love. She like, what the hell? That slow walk. That, that slow with the gloves. Oh, that was creepy. I was hooked. Right. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, my God. Like, man. That's the end of the rest of life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Niggas grew up on Undertaker, and they might grow up on Undertaker. Like, what? How? Right. <laughs> 19 years old, grew up on Undertaker now. That, that's <laughs> insane, man. That is insane. Like you just don't get that longevity from wrestlers. I mean, I'm I'm a Rock fan. The Rock is my favorite. But I said take a go. I ain't arguing. <laughs> uh, I'm a Jesus? Open yeah, facilities open tomorrow. Ravens will remain closed. Um. Um. Oh. Um. I looked at uh, who was it? I think it was ESPN. One time I, I caught I caught a glimpse of them, and I think they ranked the top quarterbacks going into this year. Mm. I think it was Will Glosky. Uh, I don't want to hear his list, but go ahead. Was it Oglossi? I can't even think who it was. Lamar Jackson wasn't the top guy. Okay. He wasn't the top two guy. He wasn't the top three guy. That's where I draw. He's in the top three for me. No, 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 my bad. My bad, he was three. He was three? Oh. He was three. I need he to hit the other two. My bad. He had wins at two, right? Yeah, I think he had, did have wins at two. Yeah. Nah. Where's God go? Lamar, um, Bones, Brady, and Dak. What? And Dak was five. Yeah, Wentz got moved like four spots. Dak got moved like five. Yo, when it comes to Olavsky, it don't matter what way. He the greatest thing that ever came out of white bread. I like Wentz. I really do like Wentz. I think he's a very good quarterback that keeps getting hurt. I wish he would finish a whole season, but I like Wentz. Man. But Hold up, Al. Over Lamar? Wait a minute. What's the difference, Al? What's the difference between what? Wentz and Andrew Luck. It's a huge difference. No, Andrew, I'm thinking Andy Dalton. My fault, my fault, my fault. No, but Andrew Luck... This is Andrew Luck play. Every single game. This is how Andrew Luck play. He would throw two touchdown interceptions, get his team down, and they'd be praised going the final two touchdowns to make his team win. Like you created the hole to put him down. But he threw two to put him down. Like they kept crediting him. He put his defense in bad spots. Like that's not a comeback. Not how he always had to make a comeback. He didn't have a defense all the time in, in the Atlas. He didn't have a defense. He didn't have offensive. Why he throwing them two picks? 
running for his life. Chopping the duck and out here. <laughs> but I like Andy Love was the end of his career. I brought up the list because um, the narrative Spiller is um, he should as high in the quarterback list because his style of play isn't, isn't sustainable. They brought up he's taking too like Tim Hasselbeck, I think it was. He's taking too many hits. I'm a fan, but I don't know if he's going to hold up and this and that. But when you look at the, what we fans, we see every game. He's not taking hits. He's not taking those Canadian hits. He started taking uh, more hits towards the end of the season. He's, he's seeing them coming. <laughs> he's being tackled. Right. I think he got smacked in the Jets game. But that was like, he saw it coming, so he's bracing. Like, smacked around, and he got smacked, but he was bracing for it. Right. We know three games he got smacked in. Three games. The Jets, the Rams... And what was the game? Was Buffalo. it Cincy? Cincinnati. Buffalo. Buffalo. Where he, he boiled a block. It was the block. Oh, I was talking about the one in the pocket where he got hit. We did the touchdown to um, Hayden. Oh, that's Cincinnati. Yeah. All right, so four. Did I say he did the touchdown to Hollywood? No, no, no. No, no I'm just after the long, time, the long, um, first drive from third down from, uh, on the third quarter, he threw it to uh, Hayden Hurst and he walked in the end zone. The long Hayden Hurst touchdown, right? That's right. But, but, like, like, he got 176 carries, but not accounting the times he stepped out of bounds, the times when he, like, laid down to give his body up, or the It's like, he's not taking a lot of hits. And then you steady, steady, um, knocking his ability as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I just seen something today where he was a top quarterback. Against man coverage, top quarterback against zone coverage, the top quarterback against the blitz, and in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> all that happened in the pocket, the ball. So, what's up? Like, what are we doing? They just don't, they don't want to give up credit that he's a good quarterback. That's all. Steve McNair had a long career. Donovan McNair had a long career. I mean, with the same breath as... as Neither one of them is as, as, as Lamar. <laughs> I mean, what he's just trying to do is trying to protect Deshaun Watson because he's really the one who's getting killed in that pocket. Yeah. And try, things happen. He's the new Andrew Luck, so... And first be told, Deshaun Watson not as Lamar. Deshaun Watson not getting away from hits as fast as Lamar did. But, like, I think Russell Wilson took more hits than Lamar Jackson. Overall. Yes. Well, just about as, uh, it's just as many. Yeah, with that bad yeah, line. Just yeah. as many times. But he's been set twice as more. Like, Lamar, I think, was the... I think out of 32 teams, he was set the... the what? Not the least, but like the... He was straight 26. Hmm. And set. Being set. So, that's insane, hmm. man. I mean, I get it. You don't want to get hit. But they have to do what I finally... Did and stop looking at the quarterback in the traditional sense of quarterback. You have to because he's just different. Like, there's no other way to describe it. The dude's just different. 
most dangerous man on the field is a quarterback. And then you look at him, he moves, and you, the way his scheme is and the way that we're doing certain things, he's bulking up to take to take a, a certain amount of, of hits because he knows what's going on with the scheme. It's not like you're really blindsiding him because he's seeing most of these hits come. So he's still being able to protect the ball and brace himself for him. Yeah. And then how can you really blind somebody that moving that fast? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to catch him. And you kind of scared to blitz him. Like, the Patriots was known to do that cover zero blitz against the, the rookie quarterbacks or the second-year quarterbacks. They were doing that all season. Like, oh, how y'all going to do the cover zero I'm like, all right, do that cover zero blitz against Baltimore. That's a touchdown. <laughs> Please cover zero blitz against Mark with Marquise and uh, Andrews and Hayden on the field. It's easy. You gonna read that? <laughs> you gonna read that easy? <laughs> they did it once. He got a twenty yard pass, and they did, never did it again. <laughs> Man, I tell y'all, I hope y'all take advantage of this all twenty two camera at some point this month. Yeah, I'm about to buy it. When you look at the the plays that were made, and even the plays that are missed, you say, oh, man, Lamar going to be so much better if he looked there instead of this. Or if you look at how players was getting open within it, like how, like, a lot of, it seemed like a lot of our, the receivers had um, option routes. Mm-hmm depending on what coverage they seen. And that's why, like, especially early on, we would see two guys in the same same situation, same uh, area. area. Mm-hmm. Because they got, they reading the coverage. Like, oh, this, they, they give me this, I'm going to take it. Give me this, I'm going to take it. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible how good Lamar is, but it's like, yo, he's going to be so much better. Can so we- much better. Even, it's, oh my gosh. It's just different. Get that uh, get that playbook open a little bit more. Sky's the limit. Come back here. Rush still crazy. But we are. You know what I think? How much havoc is going to be? Right. I understand the um the thought process of, of having the two tight ends and attacking that way. But I'm not looking at what we did last year as the the basics of what we're going to do going forward. No, I don't even. It's like I'm I, I'm not. It's going to me. It's so much possibilities within this offense, and then by you adding like like this time is a blessing because if Devin Duvernay picks picks up this offense quickly. If if Boykins pick it up even more and get and grow, man, please, Crochet, like yo, it it could get scary. Yeah. How dangerous this this team could be, and then defensively, like having those big guys up front that can that can move as well within this scheme. It yo, it could get really. Like a really special season could happen. I hope. 
I hope we don't get in our way again. That's pretty much what happened. Miss time throws. Miss mm, mm, mm. throws, miss tackles, not having linebackers. Like, we kind of got it our own way. Yeah. This year, I don't see that happening. Ain't even that. You just make better music. Yeah, okay. You know, teach his own. And I'm a, I'm a fan of Luda. I'm the one who thinks Luda is, is probably the most underrated rapper. Period. I think he's one of the best. Like, I, I, like, I'm a T.I. fan, but I always thought that King of the South label should went to Luda. Nah. Sorry. No, T.I. is the king of the South. I, I can't take that away from him. And it's more than just being able to be the best rapper. It's more so what, what he, how he moves in his city. And the love that he get from his city. Like, I was outside I was outside of the what's, the what's Up, What's Happening video. When he did that video in Bowen Holmes, I was there. T.I. get love. He's the king of the city. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, when it I've been saying it's two guys that to me don't get enough credit as being straight animals whenever they on a verse. No, I don't that. care what song it is. Ludacris and Fab. Whatever song they on, there's something amazing that's about to come out their mouth. Period. Yeah, Luda is that. Fab can't make an album to me, but when he got a verse, he good. But my thing is, with the well, this versus battle, Luda kind of cheated. He ain't had to play his verses on features. Oh, that's he what had he to. He played a John. He played like like nine songs from his features. Like come on, man. Like is that not his verse? <laughs> still, but it's not his song. It's still his verse. He made the song. A lot of them. I, no, I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> But I'm thinking, like, all right, we look at the previous versus battles. It's either been your song or songs that you made. Produce, That's right. It's been. Like, oh, oh, you might throw a feature every now and then. He had like nine songs of features. I'm like, hey, bro, you could have played stuff from your album and still beat Nelly. <laughs> like, <True. laughs> that, that was my thing. Like, yo, he played 20 songs, y'all, and no lie, he could have had 20 more songs to play. That's yeah. how deep dude it is. See, but most of that he's playing, it was like nine of them was features. Only thing I caught from the verses was uh, Fonte and Spice Adams doing the remake. And I that cried. was funny. I missed that. That was funny. I, I I'm one of the weird ones that never liked Nelly. I just never really liked Nelly. He had a couple bubblegum pop hits. But he was never really the rapper for me. 
understand that country grammar hit super hard. I thought we're, we're, this is when I I'll admit I was wrong on this. When I first heard country grammar, I thought Nelly was gonna be a one hit wonder. I thought it was gonna be a one hit one. I'm like, yo, he can't possibly make a song this hot again. Like, that's it. And then he came out with E.I. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna shut up because E.I. fires him. Yo, that was crazy. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Another thing I seen, Al, and I gotta call you out on this. I thought it was absolute blasphemy. How how soon do we forget? How do you question the Fresh Prince and his pen? How do you question that? Like you like you don't know brand new funk. I love brand new funk. I love from the south. I love Nightmare on on my street. Girls ain't nothing but trouble. Summertime. You know, you know that man Pink Game is mean. Not at 47 or whatever you're at. <laughs> Jay-Z, 65 years old. <laughs> Will Smith ain't Jay-Z. I expect Jay-Z to be fired at 103 if he's still alive. Man, Smith like 62. His Pink Game's still hard. Like, yo. Method Man damn near 50 his Pink Game's fired. Like, yeah, these are great lyricist rappers, but... I didn't. I didn't know Will Smith had that still. Like, I, you, I'm gonna quote LL Cool J on this. It's hard to stay hungry with your pocket so fat. Hey, <laughs> but, but we. That's a that's a bar and a hat. But the great ones do it. The great ones still got it. Like, well, he's a good one though. That's the thing. He's good. I never. I never cra- categorized him as great. So I didn't expect him to still be able to deliver. Yeah. At this point, now that they're doing Aladdin, like <laughs> always thought Will Smith was great. Once you got that Aladdin I, Disney money, I don't expect you to still drop yeah. that type of verse. Like yo, that was tough. <laughs> always thought Will Smith got a bad rap because he, like, he fizzled out in the era where the gangster rap took in. Like, if you yeah. wasn't cussing in your music, they wasn't considering you to be real. Like, hold up, because Rakim ain't cussing his music for real, and then he still was amazing. Right. <laughs> like, it's just, he was, he was bubblegum. He was pretty like much nice. bubblegum. The press is nice. The press has always been bubblegum. Like, can play, but better. Nah. I don't know. <laughs> like, they were in the same lane. They run in the same lanes to me in the 80s. Like, kid, playful. Like, they wanted Fresh Prince and um Jazz to do House Party. Like they're in the same exact lane to me. But they made they made feel good records. Right. If that's bubblegum or whatever. <laughs> they got like it was feel good records. Whereas like they they was a feel good crew. Rock him and um Karis one was more the political mob. You know what I mean? And then like who's that? Like OG. Oh, see, Melly Mel, they more like the, uh, they kept the, uh, what's it, what's it, the, um, the radio hits. Mm. Modi. You know I mean? A lot of people sleep with Modi, too. Modi is one yeah. of the, one of the realest rappers out there. Modi tough. Right? And, uh, Melly Mel. Yeah. 
in, in the flash and the with the message. The message for the eighties, the message is one of the greatest rap, records in the eighties. Like for what they were talking about. Like you don't get that in the eighties. In the eighties everything was party, party. You're like, nah, hold up. I got I got something to say. They got a message. They got something to say. <laughs> and to me, and like, I'm waiting for the rap to switch back for to grow. Cause it's like, all right, the '80s we had a we had party stuff. We they had a message, right? Mm-hmm. And then that phased out for gangster rap. <laughs> gangster rap ain't leave. <laughs> what are we doing? Wait, get, get out! It right, did though. Huh? It did. Like two thousands, it faded out. Like DMX was was played out by 2000, 2001. Al, Al, who you consider a real gangster doesn't mean <laughs> gangster rap fizzled out. If I turn on something now, I'm hearing something about a gun shooting somebody going this and going this and that, this and that. Like, uh, we don't believe you. It's more to life than that. Like, bro, bring the message back. Use your voice for something else. The only time that gets mentioned is when somebody dies. Gangster rap to fame music. That's what it went to. Yeah, I mean, right now, hip-hop was on drugs. That's that's what I hear more. Hip-hop was on drugs. And then there's certain certain artists who don't get played enough when they're not on that. When they're not on drugs or gangster. Like, 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 um, what's the boy? Oh, Joyner, Lucas, his his material is mm. more mental. Yeah, he's he real mental. mental I can't rock with I can't rock with Joyner. My brother love him. I can't rock with Joyner. But but I, I okay I get it. But I'm like yo. But his the lane he is trying to like usher in like come on y'all like let's get away. It's a bunch of angry Eminem music with Joyner. That's what I get. I get angry Eminem all the time from Joyner. No, nah, I can't listen to Eminem at all. Sorry. That's what I get from Jordan. I get Eminem. I don't know. I get pissed off Kim Eminem every time I hear Jordan. Like, cursing at your baby. Why your baby being born? Like, come on. Like, all right, yo. I get it. You mad. Maybe I'm listening to the right <laughs> Jordan Lucas songs and not the wrong. <laughs> well, you talk about uh, bring back bring back somebody, take uh, Kelly. Like, come on. I'm... I, I can't rock with that. No, nah, we ain't doing all that. We ain't doing all <laughs> that. That's just wrong. Nah, bring them both back. You know all that. Oh, who y'all want to see next in the versus battle? I want Key versus Al Al, but Al Al ducking, so. That don't float with me. That's it did float with me because I don't want I don't want to Al Al with Drake and have niggas singing lullabies to each other on rap music. I don't want that. You know why Cube and LL don't appeal to me on the music side? Because if they go to battle, they got to show their movie clips up against each other. <laughs> they movie stars. Like, they rappers they, too, though. Yeah, they rappers. They nice rappers, but their hits are limited. Like, my thing is, I want to get the LL that I love on versus against versus Cube. I don't want the LL yeah. ladies love versus Cube. He's not going to be able to keep going into the, J, the J-Lo bag. If he go against Drake, he's going to go to the J-Lo bag more than once. Ow. You're not in the J-Lo bag, but, but that's a hit. Like It's a hit, don't get me wrong, but 
You asked what do I want to see with versus. I want to see Hard LL versus Ice Cube. <laughs> but, but it's gonna, like, Cube ain't got that many hits. Don't, don't do Cube like that. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. It's, don't do Cube like that. Hits. 20 hits, L. Don't do Cube like 20. that. 20 smashes. Don't do Cube like that. He ain't got 20 hits, L. Yeah, he did. No, sir. Yeah, he did. Ice Cube. Yes. No, his first three are classics, first off. His first three albums are classics. And that's not including Straight Outta Property. I mean, Straight Outta Compton. His first three albums are classics. That's not including Straight Outta Compton. I get what you're saying, but I'm talking about hits where the majority of fans is going to tune in. But, oh, that hit took me back. That hit took me back. It's going to be a lot of, damn, what is this? Why well, I never heard this one. Well, this was nice. That's what it's going to be. Unless you're a super hardcore fan. I guess I'm a super hardcore fan. I mean, I am one of the fans that have Ice Cube in their top five. All right. So that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, but it ain't going to be like 20 hits. Like 20 hits. He got, 20 he hits. got 20 smashes, though. To me, like, he got 20 he smashes. Like, Jill, that was dope. But mm-hmm. they ain't have 20 hits. Jill? Neither one of them had 20 hits. They not. They got twenty hits for who's their fans. They have twenty hits for who's their fans. Like I'm mad at Joe. I'm like, yo, play this. Or they was on there for three hours, and then the hits finally come out at the end. Like, yo, what the hell were you doing for the first two and a half hours? That's exactly what my wife saying. Like, why not play that beat style stuff? Play that hit. You see, you see them because they John because they know we ain't got twenty hits. But the thing is, with Joe and Erica, they the queens of Neo Soul. Like, there's nobody in that that realm that's them. You know who I want to see in the uh, verses, though? But I'm I'm trying to figure out who I would put against him. Fat Joe. Fat Joe definitely don't have 20 smashes. But if you're a fan of Fat Joe, you know he got 20 great songs. No, not smashes, but he got a lot of club language. He was stayed in the fucking club. He got a lot of features. Yeah, and then he also got, like, he, he had to go to Ludacris route and play his features. Like, I'm a fan of Don Cartagena album. I'm a fan of the Joe album. I'm a fan of Jose album. And I think he got two or three songs on Loyalty I Rock With. So I like, I know Fat Joe catalog, but it's not 20 smashes that I got to absolutely hear right. from Fat Joe. You, you know, I was thinking... Like, I seen the whole Usher versus Chris Brown thing. It's not fair. And to me, that's not fair. To me, the... the And this... Might, this might be... Uh, at first, I thought, like, Usher beat Chris Brown. But the more I think about it, the only person that should go up against Chris Brown is Drake. That's it. <laughs> Drake, Chris Brown got a hundred... Chris Brown, what he got, 100 songs on, like, 100 singles, 100 hits, whatever it's called. I've seen stuff recently. Like, Chris Brown catalog and Drake catalog, song for song, that'll be a party. That'll be a whole IG party. Usher kills Chris Brown with three albums. He only got to venture through these three albums to kill Chris Brown. Al, trust I'm me, you got more Al, than that. Al, listen, listen. I might be with you. 
However, Chris has been putting out albums the last three with like 30 songs. Mm-hmm. And it's been like 15 singles. We talking quality or we talking quantity? Quality. Quality, Usher, three albums is killing Chris Brown. Quantity, quality. My way, 8701 and Confessions, he don't have to venture out of them to, to beat Chris Brown. He don't have to venture out. He don't have to venture out to beat Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, would have to venture, he would have to venture out. He don't. Because, look, I'm going to show you. If Chris Brown plays the whole Fame album, that's, like, each single went multi-platinum. Like, just look, like, go to Fame and look at the track list. And Confessors didn't? Good God Almighty. Confessors didn't? I like Chris Brown. I think Chris Brown is very talented. But I'm gonna put him up against the only person you could put up against us is you better go you got you better go bail R. Kelly out. No, that's that's no that's what you better go bail R. Kelly. Ain't no competition. Like but no lie, like if you look at just look at look at that fame album, right? Mm-hmm. You say hits. And then you go to the album before that with like run it and all of that on it, that's a bunch of hits. His first album with Yo and all that, that's a bunch of hits. Then he got the, the you could do feature song with him and Amari on supposed to be, stripped for you. Like, Chris Brown has a lot. He got a lot of hits, but he ain't Urk. He ain't Usher. He ain't got hit up there with Usher level yet, yo. Damn. He ain't leveled up to Usher. I'm telling you, when it comes to just, just going hit by hit, it's like. He ain't level up to Usher yet. That's all I'm saying. He good. I like Breezy. I like Breezy. He just ain't level up yet. A lot of his stuff sound a lot of little sound a little immature compared to some of Usher's stuff. Okay. And Usher was making grown man music at seventeen. When Usher was a child, he had grown men writing for him, so he had to be grown ass as an early. That's what I was saying. There, at seventeen, Usher was making grown ass man music. Right. It's a different time span. So you got at his at Chris Brown age. That's why well, I can't compare it. That's why I, I can't really compare them being on the same level. It's, it's not mature enough. Yo, it's tough, man. It's just not mature enough for me. I, I get it, but I'm just saying, like, John, you understand what I'm saying? Like, Chris Brown and Drake, that's the that's the battle that makes the most sense. True. Hit for hit. Yeah. Like, then y'all went, not y'all. Oh. Not y'all, not y'all too. But y'all would have to admit when I say Drake is a pop artist that that's what he is. The, the, yeah. Y'all would have to admit that. Yeah, to me, to me, I haven't listened to a Drake album. I thought, well, I take that back. Um, I can't think of the name of it. With the cover, the name of the album. It was one, huh? What the cover look like? Black. I think he's sitting down with he, at the piano. I think that was probably like his best album. I like the one after that, but the clouds. Like, the and most shit. Of, like when you look at the track list, it's like I'm listening. I see more hits than skips. Other than that, it's like I skip a lot of his music on the album. I album. skip more than half of his music on every album, but I think the blue album with the clouds probably got more songs that I like. Yeah, yeah. 
But when it come to when it come to Chris Brown, man, good God Almighty! I like Breezy. He's just not he's not Usher to me. And I got Usher at high regard. People need to stop sleeping on Usher. I'm not saying that y'all are, but people need to stop sleeping on Usher. Usher got diamond rockets, bro. Usher got a diamond rocket. Like, come on. Now I'm just passing them things out. When I first interested, uh, into, uh, what's, the, what's the word? Entertained the idea. I'm like, man, Usher smashed Chris. I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, hold up, man. <laughs> like, hold, hold up. Who hold up. Wait a minute. You were right. You second guessed yourself. You were right. You were right before you second guessed yourself. Nah, nah. <laughs> I went to title. I went to title and just going down the Usher hits. It was like, like I was enjoying myself. And I went to Chris Hits. I was like, damn, I'm myself. And he's still going. <laughs> like, he's still going, going. Quality over quantity. They were saying For that uh, Swiss wanted, uh, or whoever, they wanted Usher to go with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. that. Usher, yeah, JT. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That would be a good one for me because I don't know much of Justin Timberlake besides the uh, Freaks of Sex Love Sounds album. Damn. I got a better album than that. Yes. I got a better album than that. Best album by far. 2020 Experience. The first one. I think I listened to that and not really paid attention to it. I probably had to go back to it. And, And this is my thing. Like, by far, that's the best album of his. And, like, I know how you point to Prince, and, like, you're, you're so enamored by his his musical ability and whatever, whatever. Nope. Um, no, don't, don't do Prince like that, yeah. No, because it's like, like, his musicianship, like, he can play. Don't do Prince like that, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's not, like, it's good, but it's not exciting to me. Like, like musicians, I look to, like, Stevie's, you know, like, some show enough. Put some stuff together. That's nice. The musicianship on that 2020 experience. Every song is super hard, yo. Oh my god. I'm gonna listen to it. One. Oh my gosh. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, we killed that. It was some. It was some good songs on that second part too, but it wasn't messing with the first one. Nah, not at all. Yeah, I think the only one I listened to like that was Future Sex Love Sounds and maybe the first one, but I gotta go back through the first one. Was that Justified? No, I'm sorry, the 2020 Experience, the first one. I gotta go back through it. Oh, alright. Yeah, oh my Jesus. Yeah, Chris Brown got hits. <laughs> Bruce, got hits. I ain't saying he don't. It's just not mature. <laughs> I'm just saying, for the versus battle... Versus battle to give you two hours of just bung like how right, like how Lord John and um, T Pain was doing, mm-hmm. or how John T Austin and, and Neo was doing. I missed that one. Every track they played was a smash. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the best two so far. Every track was a smash, or like Swiss and Tim. Swiss and Tim was Swiss and Tim and RZA and Premier to me was the best two. Like yo. Every track be a smash? No, I'm sorry. Reza Premier and Joe Scott, Erica, for me. But I'm a Joe Scott fan. Gotcha. Oh my gosh. I got to finish watching Insecure. No payment on my... We talking about 
I don't like. It's not as funny as it normally is this this year. This year it got it took a real serious turn for some reason. Yeah. Like I need y'all to get right the bed stupid. <laughs> episode so far it's hilarious and I would say two weeks ago I thought it was the funniest one but yeah it's, it's been super serious it's been good man. it's been good yeah <laughs> I, I can't even catch up I'm not even gonna try but uh um high term that's a no for me dog oh I ain't check it out yet Okay, what's a no for me though? High town? For real? What is that? Yeah, it was so it was so boring to the point where I was just doing other stuff on my phone. And it was just like, nah. I ain't feeling this. I haven't been watching anything besides Insecure, The Last Dance, and The Last Ride. Wow. And my TV just been on ESPN and, and FS1. Mm. Well, I play 2K. <laughs> yeah, I was retired. Uh, I gonna play 2K for like two or three hours. I ain't playing Madden again. I play Madden when, when Lamar come back out. Saturday, I got, I got retired. No, it was Saturday. I, was, I retired Saturday. I think for good this time, though. When the Lamar one come out, I, I'll play Madden again. Oh, no, he ain't retired from Madden. No, he talking about 2K. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he be, he be back. I away from the game for like five years, but I have to buy this one because Lamar wouldn't cover, so... I'll play 2K for like an hour or two and I'm done. <laughs> Maybe two games. It takes me forever to play a season. I'll tell you what, if I ain't had kids, and if I ain't had kids, <laughs> I played 2K a lot longer than what I did. <laughs> yeah. I was thought about it. it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. I get my two yeah. Oh. Yeah, I play two All right, three let's, games. Let's end this what we get. Yeah. All right. All right, y'all. Back at it next week. Back at it next week. Follow us. Hashtag Sideline Talk on Facebook and at the Sideline Talk on Instagram and Twitter. Be blessed. Be productive. Be more. We love you. We out. It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer.